going out with my wife today and someone sent me a video. Someone sent me a video and I was like, what is this? Four days ago, actually, um, four days ago, Transformation Church actually responded to um, a lot of the backlash, right? A lot of the um, issues, right? And I said, okay, let me see what they have to say. And honestly, I was expecting an apology. You think we got an apology? You think we got an apology? Boy, ain't no way, boy. Boy, ain't no way, boy. You know, I honestly didn't think they would even address the issue. So that's that's one thing. Um, but no, they decided to address the issue. And I'm curious to see a lot of you guys' responses. I want to know what you guys would think, right? Uh, I have a plethora of thoughts about the issue, and I am about to offer mine, but <clears throat> Bree Davis, the pastor, one of the elders or pastors at Transformation Church, responded. Now, I don't think Transformation Church is a, I don't think a, a woman elder is a legitimate pastor, but nevertheless, um, she gave her thoughts and spoke about the issue, right? And so what we're going to do is take a look at that and yeah, share my thoughts on the issue as well. So let's do that right now. One of the things that happened over this past weekend is we got a lot of feedback as a church on the Ransom production. If you're anywhere online, you may have seen something about it, right? And here at TC, we have a culture of being humble, open, and transparent. That means we don't shy away from hard things. We want to talk about it and we want to address it face forward. And so what we want to do as a church is we want to talk about how we respond to criticism and even hate. Now, that's a very interesting way to describe what actually happened. Now, obviously you got criticism. There's no objecting to that fact. I was one of the many. I mean, there's numerous videos criticizing what took place at the church. Absolutely. But to describe that as hate for having a, uh, a play um, contradict a lot of the Bible, this, uh, you know, transforming of, of, of the Bible that you guys did, that's a quite strange way to describe what actually took place it is victimizing it's placing yourself as the victim and what you're going to see here is classic gaslighting right you know the problem isn't the play the problem is actually you guys and how you interpret the play you know this is this reminds me of news channels right you see something clearly on on the news right in, in the video right clearly on the video and the news will come back or, you know, the presidency office will come back and say, oh, no, you actually did not see that. What you actually saw was yada, 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 right? This is the same kind of formula. It's a reinterpretation of the actual facts. Again, getting criticism is not hatred, right? Someone saying, hey, your play was not biblical. It's not hatred, Right. And so let's hear more of this gaslighting, you know, like I said, I, I thought I, I, at first I thought it was going to be an apology, like, okay, you know, 
But no, actually what we're going to hear is a doubling down. By the way, if you're watching the video, go and give it a like. In that Ransom production, we had an intention. We knew what that intention was. And when someone takes clips and they put it out and they come to conclusions, it's very difficult for some people to catch the context. That could be fair. That could be true. The issue is um, a few things. The what so so let's let's deal with the let's deal with the statement as it's being presented, right? You had women on stage twerking. What context actually justifies that? Now I've heard all the responses and the defenses of that. They're trying to say we're reenacting what sinners do in hell. Well, problem. Christian one, there's no party in hell. That's one. Two, Christians don't have a license to sin as long as they're acting. Two, I did present the whole play and reviewed it. You guys took it down. <laughs> so you actually, the, the issue is you guys don't want criticism of, of any context. Clips, full video, nothing actually suffices for you guys. Yeah, and as someone says, I don't need context for women twerking on the stage. There's no context that justifies that. Right. And it's not just one clip. It's not just isolated five seconds. I played all of it. And by the way, we're working to get that uh, uploaded. I will keep you guys back in the loop. So again, gas lighting. She would do well working for the uh, uh, presidency office. She's great at reinterpreting what actually happened. The issue is. There's no justifying any of what happened in the play. A confused God that is learning about what took place. The, the, the father looked very confused. There's a lot of theological issues that took that happened, right? It's not just one little thing, right? Um, yeah, and, and by the way, the uh, follow me on Rumble. It should be in the description below. Uh, I do have the full review up there working to get it back up on YouTube. Nevertheless, um, it wasn't clips out of context. There was no clips out of context. You guys had women twerking on stage. There, there is no justifiable context for that. Right? Yeah. What context makes it okay to talk about fatties on stage? You tell, you know what? Sit back and inform the rest of us legalistic pharisaical Christians on what context makes that okay biblically please biblically not not just your opinion biblically right shouldn't that be i mean after all you guys were giving an easter play with very little to do about jesus by the way more had to do with satan again tell us biblically yeah she's pulling a jason whitlock you see something in your face right? You see something in your face, right? People looting in the stores. <laughs> no, those guys are just feeding themselves. That's not looting. This is the reinterpretation of the facts that's being done here. I pray to God that as believers, we don't look at clips of people's lives and come to conclusions. 
sounds good, but again, I played the whole play. Many people saw the whole play and spoke out. So it's not like we just saw one little clip. Like, it's not like we just saw the trailer, right? It's not like we just saw five seconds and was like, man, I, I don't, it sounds like this is what's happening, but I don't know, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right, uh, dear world Christian. Yeah, you had the sal plan of salvation was the plan B, right? Many of us watched the whole thing. Many of us saw what happened and took place. And we still don't agree with it. We, we, I mean, we see for us, you know what, you know what the real issue is for many of us? <laughs> Check this out. The real issue is many of us have read the Bible. We've read the Bible and we saw that play and we said, Boy, ain't no way, boy. Boy, ain't no way, boy. No, 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 no. Hey, who man's is this? Right? You want to know why we had an issue with that play? Because we know the Bible. We know the Bible. And we know much of what that play taught, reenacted, was not biblical. By no stretch or means. I mean, you can't justify this. And all this is pulling on your emotions to, to actually direct you into a uh, another direction right and take the onus off of them rather than own up for what was said right i would love to sit in a room with mike todd brie davis and ask them questions about that play right but we'll see you later why that will never happen our intention our intention was with ransom let me give you some context Three things. Number one, man lost bro a broken relationship with God because of disobedience and sin. Number two, hell relished in that brokenness because they thought they had won victory over mankind. And number three, our good and gracious and loving and compassionate Father sent his only son, Jesus, to die on the cross for us to mend that broken relationship. Now, let me be fair. All that was stated in the play. But that's not the issues we had. See, this is what actually false teachers do, right? This is what false teaching does, right? Or people who defend false teachings. They'll point to the things that were true. Did they have Jesus dying on the cross for sinners? Yes. Did they have sin, uh, you know, man falling? Well, some kind of weird they had a fall, some kind of fall, even though the fall was kind of weird, right? But we'll grant that for now, right? The love of the father for the bride. Did you have all that? Absolutely. But that's not the issue that we're pointing out, <laughs> right? That's not the issue we're pointing out. Can you imagine a, a husband? He beats his wife. You call him out on that sin and he said, but didn't I take my wife to the store before that? Yeah, sure, I guess, but that's not the problem I'm pointing out. A little truth does not justify the whole lie you told right before that. Right? So again, appealing to the true things you said, she said, let me, let me share the context. Okay, none of that actually justifies the rest of the play. So again, even if I grant you all this, 
if I grant you all this, what does that have to do with the other stuff? You're the one, someone said, you're the one taking the play out of context. We're viewing the play holistically. And we're saying there's major issues here. Major issues, not just, oh, you got some stuff right. And again, you can have all the good intentions in the world. Aaron's son, when he offered up strange fire, probably had God good intentions to do it. But God decenerated that man. What's the other uh, uh, brother in the Bible? Uh, other, other man in the Bible who, right? The Ark of the Covenant was falling off, right? The horse. And he tried to catch it. What was the problem? As R.C. Sproul parts out, he thought that his dirty hands were cleaner than the ground. God had told him not to touch it. Only the Levites were to touch the Ark of the Covenant. He probably had good intentions. God doesn't care about your intentions if they're false. No matter how good they are. You know, see, this is why the church is such in a bad state. Yeah, Uzzah. Sorry. Thank you for that, brother. Uzzah. Um, this is why the church is such in a bad state. Because we think emotionally. This argument is an emotional argument. It is not a biblical one. We have taught people, we're, we're such in the romanticism age, right? Right? We're such in the romanticism age where we, uh, we, 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 we think so emotionally because we've, we've romanticized the relationship with God over and against truth, over against sound doctrine. So when someone like me comes along, someone like you comes along, you're deemed as being a Pharisee by simply saying what the Bible says. Isn't that wild? Right? I just did a short on that. Check that out after this video. Isn't it wild just for saying what the Bible says? You get called a Pharisee? Hate? Hateful as she described this in the beginning? <sighs> Let's keep going. That is the context of that Easter production. And although we would love for everyone to agree with how we present and how we represent God, we know that's not a reality. And that's largely the issue. You're representing God in an unbiblical way. I mean, there's no way someone can watch that video and say, yep, this was biblical. I had unbelievers telling me that play was ridiculous. There was unbelievers who said, what is this? <laughs> what Bible are they reading? Even unbelievers can say, yeah, this ain't it. This ain't it. And so there have been many comments that have been made, some negative and honestly, because we're humans, some downright hurtful. And you know what have been a... A good resolution to this if you just preach what the Bible says you know just preach what the Bible says and hey look comments that come my way I can deal with if I did what God said I can deal with it you know I can deal with that in that moment there is a human reaction that you want to have to either fight or flight to fight back or to flee the whole situation 
And as a church, church family, listen to me clearly. We will do neither. We will not fight and we will not flight. We will not fight in the comments. We will not fight online. We will not fight on social media or with our friends or family. We will not fight. Now, let me be fair and consistent because I do have the approach that um, generally speaking, you know, a local church does not owe an explanation, um, you know, to the whole world, right? So let me be fair. I'm not saying they have to fight, right? I'm not saying they have to, to fight with me. The issue is you'll stand before God. You will stand before God and give an account for that play that was shared, right? And so with that said, it's not that you owe an apology to me. Don't repent to me. That needs repentance towards God, right? The issue is you as a church should desire to be biblical in your representation of an Easter play. You can't get Easter right. I don't trust you to deal with some of the Old Testament problems or, or uh, you know, difficulties and other things like that. You can't get Easter right. I mean, that's a layup, bro. I mean, that's a, I mean, that, he rose. I mean, the very thing he was, he, he got up. That, that Mike Todd kind of mocked. That's a, that should be an easy sermon, man. Christians should live in Easter, not just on Easter Sunday. That's, that's our yearly message, bro. Or, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's our Easter. That's our yearly. That's our daily message to the, to, to the people. Right? You will stand before God and give an account for him. Right? You will stand before the resurrected king. And give an account for your twerking, your love of sin, your debauchery. Solution, repent and turn to Christ. Not make sin uh, sound and feel appealing to the world, right? Not to get as close to sin as possible, Mike Todd. We'll deal with that in a second. Now, this is TC, so I know there's some people that wanted to get knocked if you buck, but we don't do that here. I don't know. I, I don't know. You you guys kind of got nuck if you buck during that play with the twerking. Y'all do do that there. And most importantly, we won't flight. We will not allow this to instill fear in us to do what God has called us to do at Transformation Church. We have been representing God for transformation in Christ for years now, and we will continue to move forward the vision that God has given us at TC. If Let me say this very clear. As I had the state with um, Tim, Tim Ross when he said that God told him to cuss, God did not tell you to give a play that contradicted his word. Let's get that clear. God did not give you a play that contradicts what he said in Holy Scripture. Right? That's the issue. This isn't a representation of God. This is a different presentation. This is a presentation of a different God. Right? 
Yeah, and it's like, what, what's being cheered? These guys just twisted the Bible, and you guys just, um, you, you guys are clapping about it. I feel like Paul Washer, what are you, what are you clapping about? Right? All emos emotional thinking. Guys, be, be weary of people who just present emotion as the justification for why you should believe something. Now, I'm not anti-emotion. I use emotion. But what is the grounds of why we believe something? God's word. This is why they had to get the qualifier in the beginning. Well, go read your Bible on your own, right? We're, we're changing some stuff up. So go read the Bible on your own. Well, why don't you tell them what the Bible says? Ambassadors. That's what you guys call yourselves. The ambassador shares what the king has says. We don't, we don't get, we don't got liberty to change what the king has said. And if, if an ambassador would have did that on it, you know, in a you know, in more of a kingly time, if an ambassador would have changed what the king said, he'd be he'd be he'd be put to death. And what you gave to the people, Transformation Church, is a deathly message since you changed the story. You are in agreement with that. Can I hear you make some noise? Hallelujah. My goodness. I don't know about you, but my life has been changed here. And I don't, I don't get to ignore that because some people have things to say. Let's examine that argument. My life has been changed here, and I don't get to ignore that because of what some people have to say. You know who else can say that? A Mormon. You know who else could say that? Muslims. Just because you've experienced some exterior outward change does not make it from God. Right? Especially when there's no inward change or theological astuteness or, 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 or rightness, sound doctrine, right? Again, the Mormons could say the same thing. You attack the Mormon church, right? Well, and, and, and doesn't that what the Mormons do? You ever had a conversation with a Mormon? I just feel a bosom in my heart. The testimony, my testimony has shared that what Joseph Smith has said is true. Why? Because they use this same exact argument. This is the same exact argument that the pagans are used that we have to combat. Now we have quote unquote Christian churches, right? Using the same argument that the enemies of the faith use. This wasn't, this wasn't placed on scripture. This wasn't justified. No scripture has been used to justify this play. What has the justification been? My life has changed. Y'all are haters, <laughs> right? The, 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 this is the, y'all are the problem. I, yeah, I know you saw the play in front of your eyes, but you really don't understand the context of, of the twerking. You really don't understand the context of the partying in hell and us singing ungodly music in the church. You really don't understand why the father was so confused. You're the problem. You hear that? Our lives have been transformed and impacted because of the love of God in this place. And we cannot forget that. Now, the only way that we don't lean into fight or flight is through the strength of God. There's a natural reaction that we want to have. 
more than that, we want a supernatural reaction. We lean into the strength of God through prayer. Here at TC, prayer is our sauce. Before, during, and after anything major here at TC, we are in prayer. So what I'm going to ask you to do today is I'm going to invite our church family into prayer. Praying to who? To a God who's shocked learning about our, our, our actions as was presented in the play in certain sermons? A God who's, you know, doesn't appear to know all things? See, when we use biblical terminology, we have to actually communicate what we mean. Even simple terms like God, right? Prayer. We have to define these things to the people. And, and I'm not saying she was she needed to qualify that all in there, but I'm just saying in, in general, the, the pastor, which she claims to be, and I totally wholesale reject that she is actually a pastor, biblically speaking. Right. This is just gaslighting again, you know, but there's much more I can say about that. It's more than a conversation, fighting back, comments, deletes or anything else. Now, I found that statement very strange and ironic since y'all deleted my video. <laughs> I was like, hold on. What? Delete? So why did y'all delete my video? If you're not going to fight back, you're not going to be deleting, going back in the comment section. Huh? Wait a second. That, how does that line up with what you just said? Because again, I got an email from someone who works at um, Transformation Church. I'm not going to share the name because um, it's totally irrelevant. I'm sure he had permission <laughs> to go out and he was probably sent on a mission from the top to delete all these videos right? But again, if you're not going to fight back, delete stuff, then why did my video get deleted? Why did they get a copyright strike? I mean, I'm just saying, if you, hey, I, I'm cool if you don't want to fight back. That's your prerogative. You have to deal with that before God. The issue is you got my video deleted. So what does that say? What does that say about, uh, about that statement right there? Prayer is going to make the difference. So I'm going to ask you if you're in this room to please stand to your feet and let's go to the throne of grace. through. Prayer. And so she's, she prays and write and they go on from there, right? So <clears throat> I thought that was a very interesting statement uh, vi video uh, from one of the leaders um, from Transformation Church who calls herself an elder, right? One more thing I want to share with you before we get out of here. Like I said, we're not going to make this too long today. Um, I just want to remind you of some things that were shared, right? I uh, just want to remind you of some things that were shared. Uh, let me see here. Yeah. Let me share this. Right. Um, yeah, this was what Mike Todd said before the production started, right? He says, let's, let's read here. Right. He says, Usually Easter is where we come to cheer with people who are already on the team. That's called practice. Well, need practice. <laughs> um, but what does he think heaven's going to be about? I mean, it's going to be a cheering. I mean, that's what the church is. It is for the body. And I know you have some people, well, the, the church is for, for everybody. Biblically, no, it's not. It's for the called out ones. It's the ecclesia. Right? 
going on. He says, I want to go after the people who haven't signed up to play the game yet. And, and I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. That's called evangelism. That's where we go out to them. But you don't win the world by becoming the world. Right? He says, I want the person who feels lonely and isolated and like God doesn't care. I want them to see how amazing Jesus actually is. And what God actually did for us all, all, for all of us. Now, if you watch that play, I don't know how you can come to the, to the conclusion that that was the central point of that play. Jesus had a, I mean, <laughs> he had a, a very small portion in that play. The large point of the play was, was, was the devils and them gloating. That was a large part of it. Them enjoying their time. Right? He goes on to say, I said, we're going to go to the edge on this. And they said, Pastor, how far on the edge are we going to go? Right? He said, I said, we're going to do everything short of sin. And my, my goodness, you even did that. You didn't go short of sin. You went into sin. One of the things I said when I first saw this play, you know, especially of the women twerking, um, is how many times they actually had to rehearse that over and over and over and over. I feel like Sandlight, <laughs> Sandlot, right? He says, we're going to reach over <laughs> and grab the people who thought they were nothing, that God hated them, that God won't forgive them. We're going to snatch them back with a represented message of the gospel, by the way, not the biblical message of the gospel, right? But with some, you know, some, some changes and artistic you know, imaginations we're going to use, right? Again, um, it's very sad. It is very sad that, you know, people will defend this stuff, defend false doctrine, things like that. Um, but yeah, very sad. And like I said, I don't want to take too much time. I want to make this quick, but I saw this and, and thought, hey, this will be a helpful response. Uh, to people who've been keeping up with this story. Hopefully, I'll get my video back up. I definitely will keep you guys in the loop on what happens with that. Uh, I am about to go evangelize, right? Go share the true gospel. I might share some uh, some live open-air preaching. And so, um, guys, let me know if you like to see that. But, hey, you guys know how we do it here at All Things Theology, you know. Grace and peace. Grace and peace, yo. Hey, till the next time, y'all. Grace and peace.